Well, good evening. Uh, this is slightly awkward. So the technology that was meant to be bringing Mia onto this conversation hasn't quite worked. So anyway, uh, welcome to the Gaming Podcast Live. My name is Robin. I'm the founder of Gaming Magazine. Uh, we're here, as always, every two weeks to talk about gaming, stories, news, and gossip with special guests. Uh, don't forget, you can keep up with all the latest news and features from Gaming Magazine by visiting us at GamingMag.com. Stand by, everyone. We're here. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I can't hear anything. I'm not sure why. Okay, cool. Hold I'm going to keep talking for the sake of the for the sake of the podcast. Um, but I can't. There we go. I can't okay, do this alone. Here. Hi. <laughs> so I'll be joined every episode by the awesome Mia. Hello. Hello there. Hello. How are you? Welcome. I'm shit in a brick, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm stressed. Uh, so apparently. Uh, the link that I was using to try and get into the call was last week's link, and I couldn't figure that's out why it wasn't fault. working. That's not my fault. Yeah, that's completely my fault. I just raided into the stream. Uh, so yeah, that's the whole thing. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Mia, otherwise known as Miabyte, and I'm so happy to be here with you all once again. Uh, how have you been, Robin? Oh, good. Nice. Pretty good. Pretty good. good. Um, I was out this good, afternoon good, 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 good. Uh, celebrating um, uh, a local business's 10th birthday, quite amazingly, on our home street. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, very, very so nice. I've, nice sort of drinks and I just, uh, socialization. <laughs> I just had a hectic uh, last dungeon run in Final Fantasy fourteen, <laughs> and I was literally like screaming, we got to finish now. We've got to finish now. I'm going to be late to the podcast. Oh, my God. And um, yeah, we, we did it. You did uh, fortunately, it. You did it. Just, just not, did it. not in time. Uh, yeah, the whole team wiped like two minutes before. I was supposed to have been here, so that was a that was a whole ordeal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just as a quick reminder for those of you joining us live, you can interact both with the podcast here in Twitch chat, because this is live, as we always manage to prove every single week this is a live show. Uh, you can interact with us in the Twitch chat and on the gaming magazine Discord at gamingmag.com forward slash Discord. But again, uh I I I have not met this particular super special guest yet because we're going to have a super special guest this week as we always do so uh this is the first time i'm meeting them too please welcome all the way from checkpoint xp the fabulous chad callahan hey chad hello hello i still need like an applause button <laughs> hold on i'll do it <laughs> that works well, i like that better i was gonna do like the and the in the mic but like that's so much better that works Pick too. Up. I'll make sure we get applause for next time. Um, there you go. Yeah. How are you doing today, Chad? I'm doing good. How are you guys? I'm so excited to be on here. Yeah, we're good. Stressed. We're good. Yeah. I'm 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 good, but stressed. <laughs> Mostly stressed. I heard, are you are you stressed? Like, so you said you played Final Fantasy 14, uh, which mm -hmm. is pretty much how, funny enough, uh, Checkpoint got started because of Final Fantasy. Well, 11 technically, but oh. uh, we'll say 14 to make it less old sounding, mm -hmm. more relevant yeah. to the times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, so, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much Final Fantasy 14 you've played. Uh, I I am more of the novice. I I went okay. for the the cat boys. I'm super excited for the twink bunnies. Everybody um, loves cat boys and the twink bunnies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, uh, they might win me back. I haven't played in a hot minute, but yeah, like, you should jump my, back uh, in. It's getting incredibly popular right now. Yeah. So well, especially with the uh, the new uh, the uh, new DLC coming out soon. Mm -hmm. so. The expansion Endwalker is out in yeah. November, I believe. There's early access towards the end of September, maybe something like that. But yeah. that's going to be. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fun anyway so yeah uh doing a, doing a lot of cool good stuff at the moment 
Um, speaking of which, speaking of cool good stuff we've been getting up to, we have the re- weekly recap, which is all the games that we've been playing recently. But uh, I'd love to hear what you've been up to, uh, yeah, Robin. So absolutely. So week. I've I've been playing uh, fi- uh, Flight Simulator. So I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy no. 14 for a second. Then no. I was going to get I was going to be hype and like oh, you can do it. No, yes. no. Um, no, I've I've been I I spent like three days downloading 120 or gigabytes worth of Flight Simulator. Um, oh, uh, that's a big old game. Yeah, and for an Xbox Series S, that's like half the hard drive. So. <laughs> It was like, oh yeah, to, it's on Xbox to sort now. Of fuck know, off half the games that are on my hard drive to try and get it in. But yeah, no, the whole point was obviously it was on the. It was literally came out uh, on Flight Simulator on Game Pass. So anybody that has the the, the wonderful magical Game Pass uh, can go and help themselves to Flight Simulator, and it is stunning. Mm-hmm. I mean, playing it on an Xbox controller, possibly not. Like I might want to actually, if I get into it, I might invest in the old joystick and and throttle thing oh you get the go old school yeah. get the like the, yeah. through, the true system um, purely because it, it the i i nearly i nearly turned it off and ended my play there because i was literally from the takeoff um they were like pull back on the throttle so i pulled back no you pull back too far and like you're talking when they say pull it back it's probably like a, 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 a like a, a a little twitch of the thumb back rather than an actual kind of drag back on the thing so it's really oh, yeah, really delicate is uh is flight simulator the game that has like it like real time flight activity yeah. going on? Okay, I want to yeah, make yeah. sure because like that part it's is genius. I, probably ninety percent of what you just downloaded. To Pretty much, yeah. Although, although most of it Can is. I was just going to ask, what what makes that fun, though? Because I look at that game and I don't specifically feel like it would be fun. What makes that experience fun? It's clever because, um, as Chad said, that when you when you boot it up, you can sort of you 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 have one or two options that the first option is you want to play in um, what do they call it? Non real world or something, which is kind of like their own rendering and their own kind of versions of of the world. Or you play in the real world, which it uses live internet sort of data to pull. What's um what's Microsoft versions of Google Maps? Bing something or other probably. Um, but they use like three D renderings of of buildings and stuff um, live actually off of off of uh, off of their service. And also, yeah, it uses flight tracking to to sort of put planes in the sky. It uses weather tracking to put to change the weather and stuff wherever you are in the world. I don't know. I mm. okay. I I I play these things for like. 30 minutes or, or whatever um uh, i think this is fa- this is fantastic and then it will just sit on my hard drive and, I, and then i'll end up deleting it it's like sea of thieves that i said i played last time i did for about an hour bored turned it off threw it in the bin um it's it's i know a lot of people um a quick shout out obviously to uh biggest benis uh, a fantastic stream streamer who this week as part of our digipride let's streams uh, actually streamed two hours worth of Flight Simulator, but that's his thing. He enjoys Flight Simulator. He actually does a podcast. I can't remember what it's called off my head, um, but it, it's it's literally he podcasts with a guest while they fly to a destination uh, in Flight Simulator. Oh, that's kind of which cool. is oh, that's, that's super fun. Interesting. That's yeah. fun. Um, that's very fun. And if he doesn't put in the sort of like sound effects, like the the old bong when the seatbelt sign comes on and all this sort of stuff, he's he's missed the trick. But um, I don't know. I, I quite like simulators. I quite like simulation games. They're fun. I, I will freely admit to, and I'm probably going to have to revoke every every cool card I ever own. Um, but uh, no, because uh, the power wash simulator right now is doing <laughs> yes. 
hyper well and it's for some stupid reason is the most satisfying thing to watch like if you play that game and you don't find some satisfaction you're probably some sadist i don't know (laughs) well it's like yeah um, i've seen gameplay of that it looks uh it looks amazing like you're just you're just literally like getting rid of stuff you're like, spraying. That's yeah. it. The hundred percent of the game. I don't, it's great. I don't clean understand. up everything. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's yeah. I, I think it's really cool. And I think it's um. I, I played Train Simulator for a little bit as well. I, yeah. Okay. Shoot me down. Please call me a geek. Whatever. Um. But that was interesting. Again, for maybe an hour. Um. And then um, I sort of jumping ahead actually to games that are coming out that I'm looking forward to. Strays out very soon, which is kind of like a cat simulator game in a way um i was just watching yeah, the trailer it looks, it looks so good. good as someone that's not a massive fan of cats um like playing as a what do you mean cat simulator can explain play, i've not seen this explain more to me you've not seen stray you've not heard about it no okay no, so not, not heard about essentially it. stray is kind of an i don't i'm gonna say open world because i'm not 100 sure but it's kind of an open world puzzle rpg where you play as this stray cat that like gets lost in this new world separated from his family i think as you, you're injured a bit and you have to like get back to your family essentially in a big a foreign city is that the yeah. one that they announced at e3 and it was like all like kind of neon yes. uh, yeah dark alleyways very cyberpunk cool feeling yeah. for some reason it looks like as weird as it sounds like i just saw the trailer for it and like first cats adorable love it and second off like it just looks good like it sounds like it wouldn't work but you see the gameplay and you're like i want to play that i want to get my hands on that it does look fun mm. does look fun mm. um yeah so it's like simulation uh, flight simulator what else have i been doing um not much more from a gameplay point of view i'll be honest because you know life busy uh but i'm also going to uh mention our digi pride stuff um we had a fantastic stream this past week uh, from the Stream Queens. It was a fantastic panel that we had uh, with five of the wonderful Stream Queens talking about the drag streaming and uh, the, the history of the team and the future of where things might be going and getting back out into the real world and, and that sort of stuff. Um, and so that's now available to watch. You can watch it here on Twitch as a VOD, uh, or you can go to our YouTube channel uh, where you can watch that back as well. That was a really fun a fun conversation. Um, just a quick shout out while we're talking about all this. We still have our competitions uh, going on. So gamemag.com slash competitions. We have an Xbox Series S to give away if you live in the UK or in Ireland. If you don't, sorry. Um, we also have some other fantastic competitions. It's sold out. Uh, and Sega. Um, so you can come and enter a uh, Sega competition that gives you a pack of their Sonic merch, their Sonic birthday merch, and also a Steam card um, which unlocks every single Sega game they've ever made in their library. So that's 760-odd games that are available right now if you go to gamemag.com slash competitions. What's coming up in August? Annoyingly, uh, it's the 1st of August, and I can't talk about the one big thing that's coming up in the middle of August for DigiPride, but it's coming. Uh, News will be breaking this week about something related to uh, one of our sponsors that hasn't been seen yet. So... Um, oh okay yeah i'm excited yeah I'm excited uh something to do with wizards and um yeah so there's that we've got another panel coming up at the end of august with queer games makers and uh small let's play streams i think we've got a stream of um the uh guns love and tentacles the gay marriage dlc from uh borderlands and we've got another mm-hmm. one of um We've got another one from Kiwi as well at the end of the month, uh, which is a super cute uh, 
mail mail room bird simulator where you have to sort of um jump around a keyboard and, and sort of press keys it's a big co-op game it's really fun um so that's really fun that looks really cute that yeah way. i'll have to it does look check cute. that gameplay out it does look cute um i think that's me i think that's it and that's all my kind of i i feel like i've recapped my weekly nice what about you, Mia? nice um well i've been up to all sorts i'm not sure if we talked about like skyward sword on the last show but i i definitely jumped back into that um the controls on uh, okay so they've remastered it for the switch they popped it on the switch and you can use the joy cons to play it like you would on the on the wii uh, or you can use <laughs> the uh controller so you could use like the uh, the pro which, controller yeah. <laughs> and um they have made it so in order to use the motion controlled sword uh which in the uh, regular game you would literally just waggle around the uh the, the Joy-Con for, and it would detect the direction that you're doing it. It's now like assigned to this joystick, um, which is a bit of an issue because for doing finishes and stuff, instead of just like hitting it in a certain direction or holding it for a matter of time, it wants you to like flick it in one direction, then flick it back in another direction, and it's got like different button combinations uh, for having to just perform moves with that, and it just makes it so much more difficult. To use the joy joypad on that than than actually just using the joy cons uh using the pro controller so i was like okay i'm switching to the pro controller because this is hot garbage <laughs> with skyward sword hd i'm not gonna pull my punches <laughs> i love nintendo i love zelda zelda's one of my favorite franchises but um yeah the the controls on on the the pro controller or hot garbage definitely use the joy cons but it's fun i had fun with it it's it's skyward sword again and it's not really an experience that i want right now so i only really played the start to check out how it had been updated what they've done to it it's not that impressive to be honest it kind of looks like they just up it slightly and slapped it on a switch like they didn't really do much texture work by the looks of it except for like the main characters the like because the characters look good but the environment around them look really not great like the textures kind of like seem a bit blurred and and muddy Mm -hmm. which is kind of odd um because you think they put a little bit more care into that because they put a lot of care into the uh the wind waker remake and the i'm not sure i never played the twilight princess one but at least the the wind waker one looked really good and maybe the art style kind of like helped with that but skyward sword just looked not great not great um if you want to play skyward sword on switch pick it up but other than that don't don't bother (laughs) really i don't think it's worth it and this is from me uh nintendo gave me a copy um of the game to try out sorry nintendo i didn't really like it all that much i i apologize um other than that we did our full guys tournament for digipride with uh transmission gaming which i think went fantastically we raised over three thousand dollars for charity in the space of two hours which was great um for the trevor project that was absolutely fantastic we had so many uh trans content creators and and streamers being involved in that which was wonderful uh one team kind of ran away with the win i didn't play it myself but one team definitely ran away with win because they had we found out like halfway through that that one of the people on that team was actually had clocked probably like 470 plus hours in full guys so they knew exactly what they were doing um but yeah that was that was a bunch of fun uh (laughs) to to see everyone get absolutely decimated and to just turn on on this one particular team for just being too good uh so that was 
absolutely fantastic. Other than that, I played this really, really cool game that I was sponsored to play called Lemniscape, which was a, a strategic turn-based first-person shooter. That's going to sound really weird. Uh, but essentially what it is, it's kind of like a weird time travel thing where you play the same 25 seconds back to back, take it in turns over and over again um, with a limited number of goes. So on, say on your first round, you're sent out there, you do all your own first person stuff. The other player that you're playing against doesn't get to do anything during this time. So you're out there, you can say, take a guy with a rocket launcher and you capture a couple points and then it switches to their turn. In that same 25 seconds, they play that same 25 seconds again. And then they can do stuff that counters or stops your characters from doing the stuff that they were doing. It's all very timey-wimey because they can kill you with a sniper rifle before you even get a chance to fire and capture a point. And it kind of all like goes back and forth playing that same 25 seconds over and over again where you're kind of just like trying to counter what other people are doing and predicting what they're going to do so you have more defensive units and more offensive units that you can play as it's kind of like a hero shooter as well but it's really difficult to explain without being able to show gameplay because you're, you're playing that same 25 seconds and it just stacks on top of each other and what starts as being very very simple soon becomes incredibly chaotic as you try and both capture points or or prevent the other team from being able to stop you from capturing stuff so for instance if you die during a round your ghost can continue on during that 25 seconds and still do stuff with the idea that if you can stop that death from occurring in a future round you can that character will still be able to go through and do that the things that you'd set it up to do before it had chance to die wow. it's very convincing um, sounds very strategic yeah it's very strategic they said nice it was like light-hearted game then. okay yeah yeah uh, which, um, i like this it, it was ridiculous it was a lot of fun though i played with friends and i uh I team killed a little bit too much by accident because <laughs> i shouldn't be allowed a rocket launcher but uh yeah that was um that was that was fun uh other than that i've been doing a lot of final fantasy 14 we still have the promotion going on uh where if you use gifted subs in the channel you get access to that fat black chocobo uh that's been great um just been playing through the Shadowbringers uh main story line which has been absolutely fantastic it's been so much fun everybody seems to love that particular story and i'd say that's probably because it's the most like a zelda game in terms of structure out of any of the uh the expansions for that game so definitely worth playing and i think the game has received like a massive surge uh in popularity at the moment one of the big uh world of warcraft streamers asman gold has yeah. decided to not quit wow but basically went over to final fantasy 14 and that just brought a surge of users with them and it's been it's been hectic uh the servers went down the other day and i was in like a two-hour queue to get back in oh, i had to i had to give up on it after a while just because there's just like so it's, it's getting extremely popular and the bubble is kind of bursting in terms of like that insular community that was there so it's been it's been really interesting to see how that's been going down um and we'll see how that goes over the next couple of uh, months up until the next expansion comes out other yeah. than that, um, next week I've got my stream anniversary coming up. I'll have been on the platform for five years on Twitch, which is super, super exciting. Uh, we're doing a Try Not to Laugh Challenge, uh, a glamour competition in Final Fantasy XIV on the uh, Sargatanus uh, world server in Aether, if you want to come along to that. That's Wednesday. And uh, yeah, just going to be doing some stuff with industry friends. But that's what I've been up to and, and what what's, I'm going to be getting up question. to. Question. Uh, what's a, yes. What is a glamour competition in front of Oh, okay. Company? So, okay. In, 
I'm imagining it like a RuPaul's mark. Drag Race runway, kind of like work the runway. And, kind of, yeah. yeah. So um, I put out a little promotional video on my on my Twitter for this, and um, it's this it's this really crazy, cute kind of weird thing that I put. You'll have to go and see it. You'll have to go and and, and take a look. I'll I'll grab it for the chat later. Um, <laughs> but uh, glamour essentially is just transmog in the game, so you can take any outfit. You can combine stuff together and then you can just change your look into that outfit. But you also have access to like dyes and um, metallic dyes in different ways of just customizing yeah. your character. Uh, so that's basically just glamour. So yeah, next Wednesday, we're just going to be holding a, again, like an America's Next Top Model style competition uh, where I'm going to just be judging people's glamour with a bunch of uh, friendos. Cool. Uh, we've actually got a catwalk in the Amazing. game that we're going to be sending people down and uh people can win prizes so that's going to be a lot of fun but yeah that's that's everything i've been up to uh chad what what have you been up to this uh recently uh well, compared to you guys i feel <laughs> like i've done nothing it sounds like you guys are so busy but um really a lot of the stuff i've been playing is i'm i'm kind of like i stick to at least when i stream a lot mostly the horror genre so like a lot of dead by daylight mm -hmm. obviously it's the it's the yeah. gay game of choice outside of Final it feels Fantasy like everybody 14. plays dead by daylight if you're I, if you're queer you're, you're there i i even had a chance we had a chance to sit down with matthew cote who's the game director and oh, i asked him i asked him if he knew how many gay people and lgbtq people played the game and he was like he, he kind of like went around it like he knew because like pretty much right after that they had all these kind of lgbt kind of things happening in the background so i think he didn't want to allude to that but so it's kind of crazy how they know their audience so well and they cater to them because i always applaud them like i feel like i'm the the poster child for dead by daylight because i'm always applauding how they handle everything that they do mm. uh especially when it comes to their community and sure they might have misses here and there but it's it's very rarely like big enough for it to be like oh that's a you know i don't want to play this for a mm. while or whatever um but a lot of dead by daylight obviously and uh recently well not recently but like i regularly like to get back into phasmophobia mm. so uh i don't know if you guys played that one but i guess there's this huge rehaul of the game coming and i'm oh, stoked i hadn't yeah, heard about they're this. pretty much yeah, they're like apparently rebuilding it from the ground up and like making it like, you know, it's it's a glitch fest. I will admit wholeheartedly that mm. game is a glitch fest, but it's fun. Like it's a little bit janky, but it's fun jank. So exactly. So um, I hear that they're doing a huge rehaul in the next um, update. So I'm, I don't know. It, it It's very excited, uh, exciting to play that. So uh, and I play with uh, a lot of our checkpoint and previous checkpoint members as well. So. That's pretty much it. And uh, oh, I recently got into Chris Tales and uh, that new indie RPG. Um, I don't know how I feel about it, but we'll see. Mm. Uh, it's uh, it's a different art style. So if you like those kind of um, if you kind of like I don't know how to compare it to anything but like Chowder, you know, that animation style that Chowder from Nickelodeon or not Nickelodeon Cartoon Network has or something like that. It's got that weird kind of uh, art style where it looks drawn, like hand drawn, but it like moves fluid. Ah. So it's very like strange to the eye, but it's a, it's a, it's a really cute little uh, JRPG inspired game that has to deal with time and stuff like that. We actually did it for our, you know, getting ahead of myself, but we <laughs> did it for our recent podcast um, and we reviewed it. And so it it's, um so we had fun with that. So 
all in all, I guess I'll sum it up there. That's that's pretty much. We well, also had a podcast episode on Friday, didn't you, with a certain someone as a guest? I did. Uh, you know what? I who could that have been? Get ahead of myself, but we did. We did have uh, a, a podcast uh, on Checkpoint Daily. We had uh, we had Robin on, and uh, we talked all about gaming. Podcast. You know what? I'm sad that we ran a little long. We didn't get the, the chance to talk about the last topic I wanted to talk to you. Well, about. let's talk about it now. Sure. So I wanted to mention that there's always this question of, um, and I see it in comments all the time, is like, your sexuality is your entire personality. That mm. comment. And I thought it was, you know, having you on the show at the time, I was like, your brand is literally like that comment, <laughs> in a sense, in a good way. But like, I, could, I wanted to see how you guys handled that. Like, how do you differentiate? How, how do you balance that? Like, you know, gay is the brand versus like, but it is just, you know, one of many things that is you or your brand or what Absolutely. you guys do. Like, people, I, in, in my view, obviously, this is not a, I'm not speaking for everybody, but in my view, I think obviously, absolutely being, being LGBTQI plus is not, not your, your be all and end all. We all have our personalities. We all have our own kind of uh, motivations and, and things we do in life. But in this instance, yeah, we are <laughs> like e everything yeah. that gaming does uh, is fully like hella queer because that's what we're paid to do. And that and that's what people want from us. And I think by offering that up to people, people are able to kind of pick into it and kind of pick the bits they want to engage in. And then they can go off and live the rest of their personalities. But but we, by sort of definition, are 110 percent queer because that's what people need. Um, and I think at the moment, and we'll talk about the sort of sad stuff in a sec, but I think at the moment people need that kind of like reminder that, that queer people exist. They need that kind of, kind of bold statement that we offer of like, particularly in the games world of sort of saying there are queer people here. Um, and this is what we, this mm. is what we do. I, I just to, to chime in because like I, I'm as an outsider from gaming mag, who's, who's a part of it and was part of the, the, uh podcast and some of the events um like i'm not part of the core <laughs> team um i've got all my own stuff on my side but the way i see uh gaming as a uh um i, I don't want to say monolith but as a as a, as a structure i'd say it's kind of like the same reasons pride exists it's a celebration of everything that's queer within the 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 world of gaming but not only that it's here to shed light on all of the you know the shittiest stuff that goes on in the gaming industries we'll most likely talk about later on in this podcast um with everything that's been going on recently um but yeah you we, it's it's here as a celebration and to shine a light on those things that people may not know or may not want to talk about um and it's definitely needed as you know queer gamers in general or, or queer people in general are vastly underrepresented in the the gaming industry i feel like there's a very real need for for publications like this from from my personal point of view obviously for me uh this this is always like secondary to what i do i'm mere first and then like trans afterwards or or gay afterwards um yeah. it's just a facet of my particular being and as individuals i think we're all the same but it doesn't mean that we can't come together to celebrate queerness and, and celebrate, you know, the wonderful things that we can do together and the the push and push for change. Yeah, because you as a streamer, Mia, like, because you, you, you see yourself as an individual. And, you know, and when I stream, like, I try to see myself as an individual, but like, you know, I make the jokes and things like that, that relate to my sexuality and things mm -hmm. like that. So, but 
and you know, gaming mag aside, um, do you think, do you feel weird when you see that comment? Do you feel like, do you get that comment? I guess I should ask first. Cause I get it you know, more than I care mm. to admit like that, that comment of like, that is your personality, even though I don't feel like it is, but I mean, it's something I've definitely worried about. It's never been like something that's been put at me directly, but like, cause it's something I've actually spoken about on Twitter as well. It's like, I never want to use like, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm queer or the fact that I'm, uh, uh, trans to to you know get my foot in the door anywhere and I, and I've been wrote about that in the past and people judging me because of it but at the same time again I remind myself that it's so much harder as a, a queer content creator in order to get anywhere and the fact that somebody would say you know that's your whole personality and you're like you could be using it to get somewhere it is <laughs> it is ridiculous that somebody would kind of say that because like we're essentially putting ourselves at a disadvantage just by being who we are online yeah. and on these platforms so it's like yeah it may be part of my personality because you know it's something that i want to celebrate and it's something that i'm part of and i can't just remove it from my personality but uh, it's not as if i'm doing this to gain anything on anybody else like it, it queer people struggle in most industries um so so yeah it's it's literally just i don't really give a crap about people saying that <laughs> yeah like like for for lack of a better word you might want to bleep this out robin but they can go and fuck themselves so yeah that's all right i've, yeah, I, they can I've fuck. said fuck twice already on the podcast i'm glad okay cool, it's cool, all cool, good. cool. Uh, there good. we go no it's, i guess, I guess it's, okay. sorry just I, th I think it's situational that's the point it's, yeah it's not a case of like your only personality is being queer i'm not Mm. I don't go to the store and buy a loaf of bread, but I do it like in an extra special gay way. I might do occasionally. <laughs> I mean, I have. <laughs> but um, but when people interact with you in certain scenarios like this, or of course we're going to be talking about gay stuff. It's the gaming magazine podcast. Like if people in, mm. if people watch this in isolation and they go, oh my god, they're just gays talking about gay things, and it's like, yes, in this instance we are. But walking to yeah. the store, that's that's not being gay necessarily, putting the washing on, doing the laundry, whatever, that all of those sort of things. Like they happen every day. Mm -hmm. We do these things. I run a mildly successful business. Um, and I think all of that's not necessarily done in a gay way. It, it's just done in a good way. Mm. Um, and, and I think when you put stuff out there or you put out, you exist in the world or, or in, in your case, Chad, if like as a sort of streamer slash writer slash producer slash everything else, if ever you come to something, people are judging, people have that judgment because you've interacted it in it with a certain way. So your people's instant assumption is they're coming to you saying, oh, you're just being gay or, or this is just your personality. It's like, no, in this instance, I'm responding because you're probably attacking me about something else or, or we're talking yeah. about an LGBTQIA plus issue. Therefore, of course, I'm going to respond mm. from a certain point of view, but that's not me as a whole. You're just catching me at a moment in time where yes, I am going to be proudly gay. Yeah, yeah, like exactly to tag on to the end of that, the people that are watching your stream and come in and say that they've seen like possibly like a couple of minutes of you, especially the trolls, they they don't know the full picture of Chad. They don't know how you live in your own life. They don't know how, you know, how you act with your family members or just in the day to day. And, you know, you're, you're being an entertainer. You're being, and like, obviously, uh in some instances some stereotypes for people being queer and, and like being like 
loud and brash can be like a, a stereotype when it comes to you know career people so of course a lot of people who stream are going to be loud and brash and like hold no bars so it, it's kind of you can't really escape from that really so again it's it's a it's a bullshit argument and doesn't really yeah. hold much weight and that's why I always felt. I just thought it was an interesting topic mm -hmm. because it's just something I I, f I feel like people get stuck on. They fear it. Like they see that and it like it it put, it literally puts them off. I've seen streamers who are literally get a comment and like you can tell they read it. And you can tell the moment they mm -hmm. read it. And it's it's just one that I've just you know wanted to talk about momently because I feel like my streams I'm unapologetically you know you know as gay as i want to be because i i feel like there needs to be someone yeah. like that you know there needs to be someone mm -hmm. who's like we were talking about little nos x before we even started robin and we just i applaud how he's just unapologetically you know himself in mm -hmm. any way shape or form and especially because the sexuality gets brought up a lot uh in media and by his you know bunch of twitter people but anyway i i just I love your guys' input on that. Thank you for that. Yeah. And like to, to tag on to what you just said, like the great thing about being a LGBTQIA plus content creator now is that we get to be the people that we wanted to see when we were yeah. young. And we can we can do that for people now. So again, screw the haters. But love that. Unapolog unapologetically be yourself. Exactly. Um Let's uh, let's move on to the bite sized news now. Um, in in previous uh, episodes of the bite sized news, we normally we normally cover lighthearted news content and and really fun things. Um, sadly, it's been an, it's been an appalling couple of weeks uh, in the games world. Um, yeah, as mm. a slightly probably an understatement, really. Um, so it's probably worth us spending some time talking about um, Activision and Blizzard and, and yes, all yes. and all of that. Yeah. So, um, pin back your ears, everyone, because <laughs> uh, for the next 15 <laughs> minutes, it's not going to be pretty. Um, for mm. those of you who don't know, um, I, I don't think it's it's now, I'd be surprised if anybody didn't know, but uh, Activision Blizzard uh, had a lawsuit filed against them in California, uh, which basically alleged an awful lot of, uh, of impropriety and bullying and uh, sexism and poor treatment of female employees. To such an extent, uh, in one instance, that uh, a member, a female member of staff, actually committed suicide while on a work trip um, because of uh, nudes of her being shared around her male colleagues in the office. Yeah, and somewhat appalling uh, the behaviour that that has been like uncovered. Now, I will say allegedly, just yeah. to you know keep us safe from a, a legal point of view. But um, this is all in the uh, the. The document yep. that was put out um, by the, Cal the, the the state of California in order to uh, get the proceedings started on on suing Activision yep. Blizzard. Um, there there's so much stuff that has gone down behind the scenes. I think they're just we're highlighting a um, a culture, a, a frat boy culture of of harassment in the workplace where um, male workers would get drunk on the job and they would <laughs> cube crawl, which is um, yeah. Them going from workstation to workstation while drunk and hitting on on female employees, uh, which is ridiculous in itself that this behavior is allowed to even happen in the first place. But when when you think about these kind of like bro environments and the fact that somebody has to be subjected to that from the day to day, it, it it's it's a little bit ridiculous. But then 
you start to realize when you look more into this document is that it's at all levels in the company in terms of like the the management roles are in charge are, are also taking part in this same behavior even to the point where uh one of the um the more higher ups i forget their name exactly i should actually i'll double check momentarily or maybe i won't say their name for right now but they they had a a, a suite at a hotel legitimately called the cosby suite and yes. those uh, that particular person and a group of individuals would have a group text talking about um who they were going to target next uh, particularly within the company and try and like have sex with which is in the cosby suite absolutely. where there was actually a photo of bill cosby um, where there's a photo of bill cosby yeah and, and a uh, photo came out of, of a bunch of that staff literally taking yeah. a picture with this portrait of of cosby and it's uh and you're all sitting there you're, you're all sitting there wondering but surely hr could uh could, could crack down on that it not when one of the head of hr was actually sat in the photo uh, posing with the picture of Bill Cosby in the Cosby suite, so we're yeah, talking about ridiculous. we're talking about corruption and uh, wrongdoing all the way up to the top that's being protected, mm-hmm. and that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And I think the issue here is like there are various people that are trying to pass this off. There's like a humongous PR fuck up with um, when they were releasing kind of like their first pushback against uh the statement that came out a couple of weeks about a week or so ago now um that they basically came out with a kind of like oh this was ages ago uh all allegedly uh blah 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 and uh no no kind of apology no kind of uh recognition sort of no it's completely tone deaf sort of response and it's just baffling that a company can can really accept that and and i think people are very quick to kind of dismiss this as something that happened oh it happened Five or six years ago, it was an old Blizzard thing. It was whatever other excuse. But the problem is, those people are still there. Yeah, the the one guy, the one guy, I forget his name, but he's he's the senior person from the world from World of Warcraft, and one of the kind of big creators of World of Warcraft. He not only uh, is a still employed, um, but b then in between he had a problematic time. Um, it actually, some of it actually started to come out and then they kind of snuffed it down. Um, he'd actually written some content and some really troublesome content into world of Warcraft. He'd used kind of like code names and whatever else of stuff that was actually happening relating to real life. Activision kind of then, he, he then took this really mysterious, like I'm suddenly stepping away from the game for a while. Um, and then got employed somewhere else and then was brought back again. And it's just, it's just beyond me how the, all of this can happen and then these people are still employed their people are being looked after and i think that's the problem inherently now is yeah it, it's not and if you have a problem you get rid of people or if you have a problem you you root out the problem and you deal with it but the fact that these people are still in employment says quite a lot about where their priorities are mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm. in an environment that is difficult enough for women to work in difficult enough for any minority to work in because it still has all this sort of frat boy culture of, of drinking and everything else and yet p- women in the industry they've been saying this for years and nobody's yeah. listened and it takes it, it gets it, to this kind of it gets to this stu- level of stupidity that people are going oh my god what a surprise and it's like no not a massive surprise at all <laughs> mm. no i mean it, there, not to throw another name into it but immediately after 
we started seeing people talk about Ubisoft again and what they were doing there. So this isn't nice. just this isn't just Activiz. This is just this is in gaming. This is something that is going far beyond what we're seeing just in the, the this California suit. Like there's there's story upon story upon story that just keeps making like i keep saying like how could it get worse and then another story yeah. comes out and i'm like well there, that's how yeah, that's, that's exactly how it gets worse just that right it's, there i mean sadly how it gets worse is that the, the 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 wheels keep turning and they still even now they still can't get it right because we've had and we'll come back to it in just a second but i think that there's been um a staff and player walkout that happened last week as a big sort of pro as a big yep. protest Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like an unofficial kind of like unionizing of gathering everyone together to sort of stand up to the bosses, et cetera. Those open letters being signed with hundreds of thousands of people signing it or thousands of people signing it of like current and past employees. But then um, Activision Blizzard this side, okay, so we need a third party to come in. We want to get them, uh, we, we need a legal firm to come and review all of our structures and, and like, and sort it all out. Okay, great. Good move. Um, and they bring in a legal team who are famous for being union busters. They went into Amazon and prevented Amazon from unionizing. They went into somewhere else and prevented them from unionizing. And it's like, Jesus Christ, can we not just, like, how many warnings do you need? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just mm -hmm. beyond it, me. It, it really is. It makes you wonder, like, if they saw the tea leaves here and were like, okay, well, there's probably a union coming yeah. soon. We should, you know, nip it in the bud before it even gets even thought about or talked which is about. just the only way to solve all of this as a kind of like solution i suppose is they need a review of every single manager that or every single senior person that had any kind of awareness of this and then fire them that's it that's literally the only thing you can do but the problem is then and it doesn't stop there is that there are and there are countless more examples of this where people sort of like get fired from a company or, or leave or quit or whatever and then give it five years they've suddenly got a cushy uh directorship somewhere else and we seem to have all forgotten this yeah or they're just sitting on their uh, mountain of yes. money already and just like oh you know i'll just yeah, buy exactly. it's fine you know so mm -hmm. yeah, it's the like uh, Five Nights at Freddy's said some the, yep. the creator of that said some stuff not too long ago. And he was like, you know what? I'll just step away instead of doing anything. He just stepped yeah. away. So it's it's it goes far beyond uh, these these companies. It's 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 everywhere. It's the mm -hmm. gaming needs to take a real look at itself. Gaming, esports, all of it needs to take a real look at themselves and decide what the next step is for if they because they everyone's talking about diversity inclusion and stuff like that but i'm not mm. seeing it i'm not necessarily it's seeing it yet. only when it really counts for them again we go yeah. back to the whole idea that that <laughs> a lot of the support that these companies give at say pride month is comes across as very performative when when you get to the end of the month those particular yeah. you know rainbow flags completely disappear and they and they abandon the uh the queer community 100 percent but um just to go back to like, how prevalent this is within the industry i don't think we have like i had forgotten that the same thing well not exactly the same thing but very similar things had happened at riot games mm -hmm. and that was i don't know like a year and a half a year ago something like that there's a whole yeah thing that came well, out they, about that. 
that was a, I don't want to say it was different or better or worse. You know, I'm not comparing things, but it, it goes to show that it's not just women too, because mm. that was actually um, a, a, a boss doing that front frat boy mentality, like gross as it sounds like farting in people's faces, doing really disgusting, like things that you do like to a college buddy or some hazing mm. essentially. Mm. So like there's even that going on. So this is going beyond just like, you know, the, the horrible things happening to women it's it's just like there's this this mentality that you could just treat your employees like like a like a like a frat boy that's trying to get into the the club mm. i will say in the case of um in the case of of blizzard it does seem like a lot of it was aimed at women and that there was a uh, yeah. an effort within the company to to mistreat women and try and hold women and minorities mm. back um there are there are claims of women within the company doing all the work while the male counterparts just sat and played video games all day they would like shirk off their responsibilities onto the female employees stopping female employees from being able to you know get 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 any kind of promotions or anything like that even when a particular uh, employee was performing way far better than her male counterpart that male counterpart because he was part of this culture um managed to get further along in the company uh there was talk of uh african-american employees working in like the id department being micromanaged by their managers unlike the people around them there was talk of a pregnant woman up to the like the the time that she was like excessively pregnant not even being allowed to go into pee breaks to the point where and this is this is from twitter this was just like a personal account of, from twitter not necessarily from the actual document itself but uh she she basically told her story that she was that scared of going for pee breaks at that point that she ended up in the hospital from dehydration uh just because oh. of the Again, because of the culture that that was surrounding and then the mistreatment of of women in these spaces, um, I was listening to uh, Alana Pierce talking about this as well, who has worked not necessarily at Activision Blizzard but in like tech giants, and she was saying she had like very similar treatment in in similar places where people would try and force themselves on her like work gatherings or like take a shot from their mouth and force it into her mouth or kiss her without her consent. And she would. She went to HR, and the thing is, is like you don't really have anyone to turn to in these instances. You could say, "Oh, go to HR," but in a lot of cases, either HR in the Activision Blizzard case could, could be involved in the in room. It. Yeah, or yeah. alternatively, they're not there to protect the actual employees of the company. They're there to protect the company itself. The company. Mm -hmm. They don't work for the employees. Yeah. They work for the company. And it, in a lot of situations, it ends up that person being ousted as someone who is, you know, told on the other people. And it can often get worse for them or they can be forced out of the company because they're trying to make positive changes. And because nobody else is speaking out on this behavior, it's just a repetitive cycle that keeps going on and on until we get to this situation where there's a, a lawsuit basically <laughs> it's it's yeah. ridiculous um she did say something that was quite interesting though that what what caused this in the first place and and she tended to think that it was the kinds of people who are now in positions of power these companies are the same kind of guys who never really 
had that much experience with women you know the geeky guys who were probably like ousted and from from like social situations and now that they have a little bit of power they feel like they can do anything without any kind of repercussions um again i'm i'm inclined to agree with that if you see the toxic mentality of gamers in general and then apply that to well what happens when gamers are now the ones making the games at these companies that it's that's going to happen and the sad, yeah. and the sad thing is you start to see that being played out in games as well because the content they make there's a reason why the games that are coming that get some games that come out that have kind of like uh very kind of like straight male uh gays want a better phrase uh g-a-y g-a-z-e um in a sense it's like it's always kind of your your side missions are always sort of like chasing after uh other females or your side missions are, are doing sort of like slightly horrendous um acts on, on stuff and it's just it's, it is written from that that opinion as if it, you pick the nerdy person out of the class when you were at school and you suddenly thought, well, what if we put that person into a position of power that can actually write stuff? They're writing their own fantasies. They're living their own fantasies mm. and they've got the power mm. behind them to do that. Uh, it was about 11 years ago and I think it was BlizzCon that a uh, woman got up and at the Q&A section with all like the top people who were working on World of Warcraft at the time. And she basically asked very reasonably, is like, um, is it possible in the future we'd be able to get uh, female characters that didn't look like they walked out of a Victoria's Secret catalog? And the response of the entire panel of the people that were in charge of WoW was literally just to deride and, and laugh at this woman um, and just make a joke out of it with everybody else in the room. It's like, well, what kind of catalog would you like them to walk out of? You know, it's um, and just literally saying, just just dismissing mm. that the, the whole idea of you know maybe add a little bit more diversity maybe maybe don't have all women as objects in your games as sexual objects for the male fantasy but as soon as you start and those kind of conversations within the industry it turns into a whole um anita sarkeesian situation where oh you're coming after me and trying to ruin my games you know, and there's so much pushback against that, even saying, oh, can we just get reflections of ourselves in video games? And it's the same with like queer representation in video games, too. It's like, why are you pushing an agenda? Uh, that's, again, prevalent, so prevalent in the toxic cultures of gaming. And when you see the people that are making the games have the same mindset, it's ridiculous. And of course, this is always this was always going to happen. Like this boys club that is video games um it's not going to change until people are held accountable and if if the people making the video games are the same way how does that change absolutely how does that change yeah. i i just think it's it's a mess sorry chad go oh no i was gonna say like and and it's it's funny how you can look back on this and be like oh my god all this stuff happened oh my god like how how did it get this bad but really trends in life happen and so if we want to really look back at like media in general like tv film mm. radio all these things it's kind of it's these things happened before there's a whole movement that happened a few years ago in the film industry so it's like do you not think that 
this, the next great medium, aka gaming, wouldn't have this uh, as well? No, it's probably, if not worse, because it is so male-centric. And finally, films finally had like women and and uh, queer representation and and you know uh, minorities just in general. Finally, finally, just now in the in you know the two thousands, breaking into it. And it feels so weird to say that gaming, yeah, sure, there's some inclusion in like these smaller companies and things mm -hmm. like that. Like I mentioned Dead by Daylight, there's inclusion there. But like, again, compared to a Actablis, mm -hmm. yeah, that's, it's non-existent almost. Mm. Well, it's, it's weird because that's a, a whole corporate structure upon itself that doesn't really care about people. I, I won't tell a lie. I have no love for Activision Blizzard. Um, I have no love for that corporate structure that they've got over there. I have no love for the fact that Blizzard came out last year. I think they banned, uh, sorry, two years ago, maybe. They banned that player for saying free Hong Kong in the... Uh, in oh, the, the Blitzchung situation. Yeah, the Blitzchung situation uh, in the Overwatch yeah. Cup. Um, so their morals are all over the place. And Bob, Bobby Kotick, uh, I don't think he has any morals at all. Uh, this is someone who will completely gut out uh, teams of people, fire up to 800 people at a time and like rehire them with, with different roles, completely destroying people's livelihoods uh, all the while to, f to cut costs to, for, you know, for stocks and uh, to make the, you know, their, their shareholders happy while taking massive payouts themselves. It is absolutely corrupt. And I'm not surprised that their response to it at first was literally to say, oh, the, this is old yeah. and out of date and none of this happens now. We've made so many positive changes. It still happened and there has to be accountability for that. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do, do, we, do we want to move on? Because um, if we want to talk about donuts in the industry, let's talk about donuts in the industry. Let's talk about donuts in the industry. <laughs> the best link ever. Yeah, Krispy uh, Kreme. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a story uh, that came out um, a couple of days ago. Krispy uh, Kreme is collabing with Xbox. Um, basically, they're releasing uh, some specialty Xbox-themed donuts, uh, which is crazy. Uh, I don't know if you've seen them. Actually, like I might be able to get a uh, picture up here, real quick. There's one on gaming. Um, yeah, there is. There but is it's one on no. Gaming. I mean, I it's it is sort of uh, it's something that's really really cool. Obviously, we love a good collab. Um, it, mm -hmm. It's in aid, obviously, of Xbox Twenty. Um, let me just do that for you, Nia. Now. Oh, it's adorable. I just wanted to see it myself, really. I went to go. Um, it. it's the reason it's obviously posed. It's it's literally just an X on on top of the uh, on top of the donut. But it's uh, this is available in uh, UK and Ireland, I think. Um, I'm not sure. Oh, oh, hey, 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 Luke in the chat. Uh, I'm not sure whether it's a, a green filling. That would be the most important thing, obviously. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. But I believe if you buy one, uh, you get an opportunity to win an Xbox uh, Series S and some stuff. Uh, mm. And the idea is, is obviously it's it's part of the Xbox 20 birthday celebration. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Xbox is like, I grew up, and I, I'm, I'm not afraid to say it, I grew up a Sony stan. I was, uh, what they call them, a Sony pony. <laughs> Like growing up, uh, I didn't believe in the Xbox. I was like, this is not as good. Um, Xbox is giving me only reasons to come mm. back, especially with Game yeah. Pass and um, and PlayStation and Sony, even despite it so selling out. And I'm going to say right here, uh, they haven't given me a reason to want the PS5. So 
I'm so excited that Microsoft is doing something, especially with Krispy Kreme, because I don't know if they did this in the UK, but Krispy Kreme here to encourage people to uh, get COVID um, vaccines, they were encouraging people to bring in their card um, and you got a month free of donuts like on Monday. Mm-hmm. Like you got a free donut on Monday for like the month of. I wish they I did that here. Year. God. That's and maybe, yeah, like, I don't know. we're just starting. What? So we've, we've actually, we've yeah. had a really good, good uh uptake of the vaccine where i think as a country we're up to 70 percent or something um mm. i think yeah. uh like unfortunately america has to bribe <laughs> yeah uh, people from the from to... the get-go america's yeah, been organizing vaccine, lotteries vaccine. and and giving away food but we've oh, just started I, I, um in the uk yeah Mich- i live in michigan and that was one of the first to do yeah. a lottery of like if you get it you're in and you could win a million dollars or you could just Thank live you, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, or yeah. like, yeah, just like get the COVID yeah. vaccine because it's whatever. Um, but in, in uh, the UK, I think that is in the news uh, today that uh, there's there's problems with getting young people to try and uh, take up the vaccine. Interesting. And they're looking, they're working with Uber, Uber Eats, and a few other outlets, a, cine, a, a, cine, a cinema outlet. To start to start giving stuff away, so we, we've I think we've got to the point now where we're having to sort of bribe people as well. So it's not it's yeah, not just yeah, an American thing. But. Oh, oh thank God, it made me feel so bad. <laughs> like thinking America was the the the, the problem child once well. again. But <laughs> well, I wouldn't There's say a reason that. We let you not, go. But uh, um. <laughs> I, I will say, like, um, not to get too far into politics, but um, I do feel like you know, uh, Mr. Cheeto did so much damage yeah right i mean that's, that's the problem is you're, you're, you're trying to do the government's trying to I mean, try, trying to do trying to do a, a good job with one hand tied behind the back um mm, it's because yeah. it was tied there by the previous uh incumbent um i think that's a go on. sorry i was just gonna say i think that's a massive issue like how how the whole mask thing and vaccines have been politicized in general making it another us versus them situation which is awful and that's yeah. spilled out onto you know with everybody like it's here in the uk now as well it's ridiculous like it shouldn't be a, a political thing to 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 fight each other <laughs> over yeah. over trying to survive a pandemic yeah. it's yeah it's, I mean, I remember early on, it was like, it's either it's either us or your grandmothers, because, you know, who needs old people? Like, let them die. And, you know, mm. uh, I, mean, I remember that conversation. Yeah, I remember that being an actual conversation yeah. on the radio I heard. I'm, I'm literally one of those people who was at high risk because I have an immuno disorder. Uh, so I was literally inside uh, from last March to this March. So, yeah. But again, we're back at the point where people don't really care about that anymore. It's like, I, yeah. I just never get to go out again, I guess. But anyway, donuts. <laughs> Um, yeah. funny you mentioned <laughs> sorry yeah we can we went xbox off. game pass because you do by entering into the competition you get a uh, one month of xbox game Pass ultimate with your entry yeah. so that's Ooh. fun there's no information on what these donuts taste like though so uh i don't know about you but i'm definitely going to be doing a taste test well they launch tomorrow second of all they do they launch tomorrow um, so if you're in the UK i was, I was hoping they would launch today um and then i'd just be able to eat one on the podcast but it, it's not the ultimate product placement oh, um exactly yeah apparently they're not available in uh in the cabinets in in supermarkets but in Tesco's. yeah unfortunately not yeah. but you, you, so you, you have to go down to kind of like an actual krispy kreme shop um i've got an actual krispy kreme shop so you, yeah. you've got one all these nearby, special promotional you? ones just disappear though That's oh it's all issue. limited edition like really yeah yeah, I mean, no, not that they disappear after a while. It's like on the day. If you go in the oh, afternoon, they're gone. Well, like, yeah, I suppose yeah. they can't. They can't. I guess they can't cook off like loads. But 
Mm. We'll see. Mm. Stand we'll see in line, happens. wait outside for hours, like it's the actual for, Xbox release yeah. for an Xbox donut. <laughs> Did you pre-order your donut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, if they well, had pre- or there's microtransactions for like donut well, holes. Find, oh like, my god! Well, then you just find every they're constantly sold out, but loads of people are selling them on eBay. Oh, there it is, and it's oh, stale. Lord. But you're still yeah. like going to eat it. <laughs> that becomes part of the scalping exactly. issue, like Xbox donuts. Oh God, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah. What do I low key want that to be next headline? I don't. I mean, I, I just need something <laughs> goofy enough to like get me through the day, like tomorrow. Mm. Mm. Um. So yeah, that's oh. that's our uh, that's the light-hearted news done. Um. That's specifically the the bite. Sizes. Hey! Ah, I love it. Uh, let's move on. So, Chad, it's uh, time for your your moment in the spotlight. Uh, it's, oh it's time to time to find out about you and and yeah, the stuff that you do. It is question time. Yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, you are the brand content producer for Checkpoint XP. Um, tell us about that. Uh, what is it, and what do you do there? Yeah, so Checkpoint XP is the only uh, radio product that is syndicated across the U.S. Uh, mostly um, that is dedicated to video games and esports. So um, we do lots of reviews and talk about gaming, esports, and just like every capacity. Uh, and we have some exciting changes coming soon that I can't talk about, but uh, very exciting changes coming soon that uh, uh, if anyone, any fans uh, are wondering what's going on, they'll know soon. Um, but yeah, so, but we do a lot of different, um, like different things like on, uh, like the checkpoint daily podcast as well. So it's a daily podcast that, uh, myself and, uh, Robin was guested on at one point as well. And uh, we would just talk about, yeah, games, movies, any topic ever. Like we are literally the nerd centric culture mm. that is, uh, anything you want to hear. Is that hard to keep up with uh, on the daily? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Simple. Uh, I'll say yes, but there, uh, yes and no. Uh, it's it's funny because I feel like there, everything happens all at once. So we'll go in on Monday and like you know obviously talk about what happened over the weekend and stuff like that. But then the Tuesday will come and it's like. Uh, wow, there's nothing to talk about. Oh, this game came out. I guess we could talk about that. And then like right after we, you know, because it's daily, right after we talk about it and put out the podcast, something massive (laughs) drops in. It's like, great. Now we look like we don't know what we're talking about because this massive thing happened today and it's not even talked about in the show. But it's just the nature of like when you do a product like that. So, but there are things that we learned that we have to focus on more so than others so mm-hmm. we try to like learn from our audience what our audience likes um and like what uh and, and what we are we have energy from so like we've been talking for literally the past week about the blizzard thing so um it's it's, it's stuff that just you just mm. can't avoid as well because we're mm. not afraid to talk about the truth on there that's something that uh, i think we take really seriously we bring on a lot of lgbtq i plus we bring in a lot of um you know, minority uh, groups to, to talk about all the, the difficulties that it is to get into gaming, like we talked about earlier. So um, it is something that I don't think is talked about enough. And then we try to we try to bring that in and bring in as many like other voices outside of Checkpoint because we don't want to we don't want to talk inside of a bubble. We don't want to be like talking to ourselves and get ourselves hyped up and not listen to the outside world or other people who are in the industry. So we try to bring in as many other voices as we can as well. So. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 nice to have a product that we can do daily because if it it honestly keeps me on my toes, it keeps me as knowledgeable mm. as I am in gaming. Mm. 
um with a you know with, within the right amount of sanity i think um so esports um it's it's obviously a humongous like behemoth of a thing um but there's very low lgbtq representation um why do you think that is um esports much like what we talked about gaming earlier it, there's lack of representation overall uh and it's something that i think certain groups have tried to tackle like there's a lot there's very few female um uh, esports players there's very few uh minority esports players unless they live in you know the country that they're competing in but like us based and even like i would say even like a lot of uh, mm. european based esports is still very white cis male you know het cis male um you know the bro mentality there you'll see all the street oh kitty sorry i got distracted um that's okay he was about to climb on the ring light again <laughs> mm. um but yeah so like it again this is like you know i think it's it's starting from that greater thing that is gaming and then the next step is esports so it's like okay well once we solve gaming maybe we could solve esports which mm. is it's a weird backwards way of thinking about it, but there are people who are doing some great strives. Like um, it's not necessarily for LGBTQIA, uh, but like there is the uh, C9 white, which is the all female uh, Valorant um, team, which Annie Dro is actually trans openly trans on there. So like that is one. Oh yeah. Great... Anne, I love Anne. Yeah. Anne yeah. Great. She's, yeah. Uh, we've had her on the show multiple times and met her at TwitchCon. She's amazing. She's she actually went from Overwatch, where she kind of was like we talked to her about Overwatch. Then we moved. She moved over to Valorant, and like you could see the spark of joy that came from it because you could tell that Overwatch was kind of like draining her from that kind of toxic like mm -hmm. environment that it was from like yeah. the, the the people that like were watching her streams to like a little bit more you know, of, uh, she probably still gets the toxicity, but a little bit more support, uh, mm. from this new game. So I think it's even harder to get into these old games, like league of legends. That's a 10 plus year esport Now imagine trying to even remotely get into that mm. versus something like Valorant that has less than a year under its belt that just started. You're more likely to see more representation of women, minorities and, and, uh, LGBTQI plus. Well, that's a very good, like conversation um i mean you touched on it there but is there is there anything that you think the industry could be doing to promote lgbtq representation do you feel like we need more uh, action from like more of the bigger players in the esports industry um i think one thing i'll say this is gonna sound interesting because um it's one thing i as a journalist and something that when we have guests on, we have players on and I always dread having players on because they don't have for lack. I don't want to say they don't have personality because obviously they have personality, but they don't are have you, are that. Are you saying that esports is their only personality? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like, well, the best esports players, in my opinion, have personalities to back it up. Like, you know, it's like even that in basketball, if you think about the best basketball players have the biggest personalities, mm. you want to watch them because of that. Like you get the hype behind it. Mm. So I feel like that's something that, you know, transcends into, tra uh, into esports a little bit and we don't see it quite as much. But I think one of the things that um, we need to like really do is like have these esports players 
learn media training so that they can be vocal about these things. They can be vocal and say and say it in a in a way that isn't just like yes, no, and mm. or something like that. Um, and so they can talk about how there needs to be inclusion and stuff like that because they're they're they don't know how to they don't know how to talk. They don't mm. know how to say these things. So it's tough to say like oh yeah, well we if do the players need to say anything? Well, if they could say anything in general, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm not, and I'm being, I'm being very uh, general about it. There's plenty of great personalities out there, but um, especially the newer from coming from college, I'm seeing that a lot more that they don't know how to speak, but where the true, um, the true factor that's going to come in here are not, are going to come from two, two places one the developers of the game so like riot i'm looking at you well we're going to avoid the other one right now because they're we're, we talked bad about them just a moment ago um and you know ea even like with apex i would love to see them getting more involved um with what they're doing with uh their games so mm -hmm. they really just need to step up and and start talking and bringing in more lgbtqia minorities and women but the next one is are the esports organizations themselves I don't know. I mean, FaZe Clan gets ripped on tons, tons because they feel like they're the frat mm. bro mm. mentality that we're seeing. I see them. And, and I, they have issues, but nothing quite that I've seen that's uh, as, as egregious as what we're seeing lately in gaming. But, um, but there are some like Cloud9 doing a great job bringing in uh, like women and, and LGBTQIA, like outlaws from Overwatch, you know, they actually had Muma who was openly gay. Um, so, and that's not dictated by Blizzard. That was dictated by the group who put together the outlaws. So uh, I think when we think about it that way, we have to really harp on these uh, organizations that there needs to be this inclusion. There needs to be like more than just the boys club of esports. Mm. And I think that's when we'll start seeing things in. So hopefully if we get these new esports in, I'm hoping to see Valorant take off and it have like a whole women's league. And then eventually that turn into more of like a everybody mm. all in because I see the benefits of having a women's league only versus putting them all in one, you know, box. Mm. Um, that, that's a, whole different conversation i'm sure <laughs> do you uh do you think that we we need more like figureheads like uh, sonic fox for instance who is uh openly uh queer and a furry uh within like i think five times evo mm. champion now something like yeah. that like do you think we need more people like that like just in esports in general yeah and that's where i mentioned the personality part of it mm. like we need those big personalities i mean like i do i think Sonic Fox would have gotten as far if he wasn't like, uh, you know, that that wide personality and like had that furry personality. It, I, that's debatable. But there aren't very many Sonic Foxes out there truly being like the forerunner of to to bring queer esports to life. You know, mm. there's very few. Or if they are, there are those you know queer esports players, but they're just like I just want to, I just want to exist like every other esports player. Like yeah, like I keep your head down so you don't stir too yeah. much trouble. I guess yeah. It's tough to ask someone, especially you know, you know, someone new or up and coming, to risk mm. their entire career to be mm. a cause for a cause. And I think that's the, the fear. And maybe there are going to be some of those people who will. I think you see it more in like the casting talent and like the, the reporters of esports. And because they're willing to take that risk because they they 
nothing hinders on whether they win or have an audience or, and things like that um, where players do like they could get ousted from the team tomorrow, you know, and the contract could, you know, expire and then they're, they're not invited back. Um, Cause it's a year by year basis typically, unless they get like multi-year contracts. Hmm. It's, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it all develops for sure. Um, so outside of checkpoint uh, you also have uh, the Chestery. Um, can you tell I us do. about that? So the Chestery is uh, something I recently started. So it's it's fresh. Just started in July, where um, I have uh, a couple of my friends and I got together. We started a YouTube channel, very small, um, still growing it. I think we have like seventeen subscribers right now. Like like when I say small, it's small. Like we just started. Just this my first foray even mentioning it really. Um, but we wanted to kind of break into break down more of the review process. Cause I feel like a lot of YouTube and just reviews in general get very samey. Uh, they get like, Oh, well we liked it because of a, B and C done. All right. Well, okay, cool. But I think first impressions and you know, the personality behind the reviews are really what's important. Like if I like it versus, you know, one of my friends liking it, it's like, that's, that's going to have more impact than saying like IGN rates it a nine. I, mm. in my personal opinion, like mm -hmm. I rather know like what Asmund Gold thinks of Final Fantasy 14 versus just Joe Schmo who just like who reviews every game ever and who doesn't really love uh, MMORPGs. So that's kind of the, the idea of what the Chestery is. And I'm hoping um, moving forward, it would be uh, a little bit bigger and more than just uh, us three in it and, and, and building mm -hmm. upon that in a much more collaborative collaborative way so that's the overall goal at least i i, I actually watched a like a, a couple of the videos and i loved like the rapport that you have between you it's literally like you're sitting down with friends and just playing the game and explaining it to each other like you've never seen it before um especially like i started watching the first 34 uh christ tales as you were we, we were talking about and i thought this is a really cool concept um can you explain that concept to the audience and tell us how that came about sure so the first 30 is it's two things it's it's a video uh, where we play the first 30 minutes of uh, you know all these different games and it's just the first impression like we have mm. a timer a stop a set timer so we hit 30 minutes and at the end we don't know what's going to happen after that ideally um and then beyond that there's a podcast where uh, we discuss like what we thought like all our, our you know like how it presents itself, the gameplay and things like that. So if you want to learn more about like, you know, what we truly thought beyond just the gameplay and what you saw there and like maybe comparisons or like recommendations that we would have, if you like this type of genre that may be better or similar to it. Um, and so that's what it is. And one of my goals with this was to have it. So that way, if you just want to listen to the podcast, you're not missing out on the video necessarily. But if you just want to watch the video, you're not necessarily missing out on the podcast. And if you get both, then you're getting like, it's like reading Harry Potter versus watching the movie. Like, that's how I wanted it. Like, you're not missing anything if you do one or the other, but like having the knowledge of both is great. Um, and so that's really where First 30 came from. And uh, I, I'm excited to finally get it out of my head in, into uh, into fruition. I think it's a really cool concept. I think it's a great way of mm. sort of... I think as someone who's very guilty of, as I said earlier, about sort of picking up a game, like playing with it a little bit and then just throwing it away. Like, I think the idea of kind of like having that, that first 30 minutes is really kind of core 
to kind of grab me and sort of say, right, stay with me, stay playing this game. So I think I think mm. the first 30 minutes actually is a really a really clever way of assessing something. Thank you. Yeah, I we've we've had I don't want to say issues, but like we've there have been times where it's like, man, I know if we had like five more minutes <laughs> that we'd have a much better understanding, but that's yep. not the point of yep. the show. We have to stop right at 30 minutes. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been fun. I I highly recommend anyone who wants to listen to a review podcast i'll do my quick plug real quick Uh, it's at first 30 video game reviews it's so new you have to type it out before it won't pop up easily on because uh you know the algorithm uh but uh yeah so if you want to watch that or it's on the chestery uh c-h-e-s-t-e-r-y youtube again so new it's hard to find so you have to type it all out Um, yeah i just tried i just tried searching for it to try and drop a link in but i'm afraid i uh I, I, yeah, let me see if I can. I, I didn't have time to sort of pull that together because it wasn't coming up as an immediate search because it's so new. But hopefully, hopefully yeah, very that's soon the thing it will. That sucks uh, about making... it, will, it, will, uh, yeah. it will get itself in order. Um, and, and I think lastly, of course, with all of this, um, you also stream uh, with your boyfriend, I believe. Um, yeah. So uh, we have our are like like he's part of the chestery ish like he comes in when he wants to like he's like only in games that he's interested in but yeah me and my boyfriend Kiefer, we stream under the what we called our collab name as luna lacat uh because i went my original uh stream name was lunar titan and his was Kiefer cat so we were like let's find a cute way to include those two that is not taken by twitch and so that was been our thing so yeah we stream a lot of like horror games uh new games that we find fun phasmophobia mm. uh like he's like rank one in dead by daylight so he's obviously much better <laughs> uh at player than me so he carries us a lot so if you like watching me people getting carried we're the we're the couple for you Heck yeah i just wanted to quickly apologize i don't know if you can hear the cat going crazy in the background i was trying to be professional um, and, yeah. and, and uh, brush over it but I, I, it, yeah, it no, appears he that mochi's having a moment right now. yeah okay yeah like, absolutely um yeah uh let's change tact uh, let's change course a little bit sorry uh, <laughs> just generally about streaming since you stream and you're you know you're queer and uh you have that experience uh, yeah. What would you say to any other LGBT person, LGBTQI plus person who was thinking of, of getting into streaming, started streaming, doing that? Like, were there any challenges um, that you had to overcome that you'd like to give information to anybody new? You know, I yeah, I guess it would you know, allude to the conversation we had earlier about the the comment mm. uh, that, you know, that comment mm. or like a comment that you might get over over and over again. And sometimes there is that like feedback that you get and you're like okay maybe i do need to assess something but very that's very few and far between so i guess i hate saying the you have a thick skin and you know you know over it but there's a there's an element of truth to that like you're going to find these people but it don't be afraid to ban people don't be afraid to say no um if something affects you get them out the the toxicity it's your channel, I guess is what I want to say. It's your channel. It's your uh, it's your choice to do whatever to those people who are viewing. It's not them to come, it's not for them to come in and trash on your community, what you're doing, what you're playing, how many viewers you have. That's another one I see a lot. It's like, oh, you're only streaming to two people. What's what, what uh, no that ban them, buy that you don't need that negativity. Um, and the next thing is find a good 
mod. Like you just need one or two people who you truly trust who have your back. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I have like one of my uh, favorite mods, uh, Simming Koala, uh, shout out to you. Uh, She's so quick. I don't even see it. I don't even, it doesn't even register to me because she's like, nope, done, gone. Um, And so that's, those are two things. Uh, And I guess actually one last thing, and this is more of a marketing thing because I have my marketing brain on, um, is TikTok. Start a TikTok, start your personality brand there and build it over into, uh, into Twitch. I've seen so many people make it big, like just go from nothing to at like hundreds of, of, of viewers, um, just because their personality on TikTok took off. They started doing some live streams on TikTok, which led to people coming to their Twitch. So, um, those, those three things I think is in a nutshell. Uh, my best tips. Let's dope. I, I feel like I need advice on TikTok because yeah, as a 32 too. year old, I just look at that and I'm like, <laughs> I I think everyone looks at it like that. I think everyone's stuck in this mindset that like this is a Gen Z platform, mm. but you go. I don't I don't know if anyone scrolls on it who's on the on here, but like if you if you go on there and you start the algorithm learns mm. you, you start mm. seeing people your age. You start people seeing people like even older and things like that. There's one streamer who I love and I want to say her name is Streaming Grandma. I think that's what her how, her Twitch name is. And she just well, she plays Call of Duty like and she's so good. It's sickening and people love it because she's like she's clearly, you know, a grandma. She's she doesn't look like young for age or anything she's like just a typical grandma playing call of duty and wrecking people and it's fantastic and that's the stuff that's on tiktok and she gets tons of views because of that and because well one there's a shock Mm. value to seeing grandma playing call of duty but um i so i think that's the first step is getting over that idea of like it's a gen z platform Mm. they're gonna talk crap it's it's actually more it's it's the least toxic environment I've personally been in. So uh, if that's your worry, you know, just start, just start it. Mm. Okay, um, we talked obviously a lot about the future you have for sort of work and stuff, but where do you see your stream going? Um, what does the future hold for your stream? Uh, for the stream, I think um, I like, I just do streaming for like the hobby part mm. of it. And what I really hope is that like with what I'm doing with the Chestery turns into not just what I'm doing, but it's what I want to do with, you know, smaller slash medium streamers um, and really, really grow, not just the Chestery mm-hmm. brand, but their brand alongside it. Like um, I've started like a collaboration group in a discord very, again, like it's just people I know that I can, you know, I, I believe have potential, but I want to grow that even more. I want to have like hundreds, if not thousands of people that I think could be the next big, you know, something that I see personally and are consistent and are putting out great content or not toxic and good to their community and things like that. Like have these like levels that I know for sure that, you know, make a good streamer in my eyes and like what I think could be built and, and help build that, help spread that. Cause there's no discoverability mm. on Twitch zero none so if there's anything i could do to you know grow my brand 
and their brands at the same time, like there's all, we only both gain from that in my opinion. So uh, I, I'm still working on some kinks uh, to figure out what the next step is and how it is. But if anyone's interested, they could uh, DM me on my, my Twitter. So um, I'd be, I'd be interested in chatting with anybody and everybody about uh, if the, whether they'd want to join the, the collaboration cause. Cool. Um, well, as always, we finish with our quick fire questions. Yeah, this is uh, more of a relaxing kind of. Don't be scared. This is this is this is quite relaxed. Uh, essentially, it's uh, I wouldn't say stream of consciousness, but whatever comes to mind first, you answer. Uh, short okay. and succinct answers, but don't 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 worry too much about it. You don't have to be stressed about this. But all right, we will be interrogating you. Yeah and uh <laughs> i'll turn yeah. up my light so it looks like uh <laughs> exactly i'm i play the good cop and uh robin's the bad cop so uh oh, okay okay but uh you know we'll get this started uh what's been your favorite game this year this year um i would say death death store okay nice. that's the bird one right isn't it or, yeah the, the yeah, little grim reaper little bird. bird love it like it won me over uh, what was the most memorable game from your childhood I would say I'm only going to say Resident Evil because the part where the the arms come out from the side scarred me when I watched my cousin play it. So Ooh. that still sticks right here. So that's that's the most memorable game. Oh yeah. Who's your favorite video game character? Video game character. Um I have a soft spot for uh Dante. It's uh from Devil May Cry. Uh it it when I say soft spot, it may be H word. I don't know. Um, I just really love Dante. I don't know. Soft I made a TikTok about spot. it actually. About how... oh god, I, both, I thought it. Both. I wasn't gonna go there, but thanks. Robert. I wasn't sure how far I could say stuff. Like I was like testing the waters when I said H word. Um, but yeah, uh, Dante, hundred percent. Um, I've completely lost the plot. Uh, what game do you most want a sequel right. to? <laughs> a sequel? Um, I want to see. I don't know if it's a sequel, but I'd love to see uh, like a bigger expansion of Minecraft. Like I love Minecraft and they're constantly doing it, but I feel like they could, they could do something Minecraft two big with it. A mm. Minecraft two. And I don't know what it would be, but the I return think of the uh, they're slow. Yeah. Super the return Minecraft. of the blocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, super uh, Minecraft. Who, who would be your dream podcast guest? Like if you could have anybody on living or dead, who would that be? Okay. Okay. A dream podcast guest, just for the sake. We can't say me because you already had that. So. Oh, that's fair. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll t I gotta rethink my answer now. Oh man. Um. Okay. This is gonna sound weird because it has nothing to do with gaming, but uh, Lucille Ball. Nice. She is my hero. Uh, through and through. She's a ball buster. Lover. Um. If I if I just had a moment to just pick her brain for like five ten minutes, I think I would die happy like right then and there that's all i need in life uh she's just she's an inspiration if you ever look into her, her her whole story and one of the original um reasons that star trek started as well way back when yeah and she's the reason why we have syndication yep. in general yep. yeah so crazy. Um, what game are you most looking forward to coming out um back for blood i'm dying oh i see me as <laughs> yeah uh, mm -hmm. My beta soon. Got to jump into I, it. Was it like four days away? Like, I think. I think yeah, it's in the next couple of days. Also, it's going to be super cool. So, yeah. I'm just saying, look out for a lot of back for blood content on the Chestery. That's all I'm going to say because I'm hell yeah stoked for mm -hmm. that game. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait. I'm gonna I'm gonna push this aside for a second. Were you a massive like Left 4 Dead fan? 
Uh, I I was, but the problem with Left 4 Dead is that like, and I was just talking about this day with my friends, is uh, it's it's so as much as they tried to make it random generated and there are like some map changes that happen randomly it just felt like samey like you could mm -hmm. only play it so many times like i wouldn't it's not like it's something i'm gonna play like dead by daylight where it's like you know i could play it every day and it feels different you know because the the players this seems like it is exactly what left for dead needed to be a constant like you you don't know what's gonna happen i have no idea what kind of craziness is gonna mm -hmm. happen i just mm -hmm. i hope it's a the the hype level that's in my head hopefully um if you were marooned on an island this is a special question by the way if you're marooned on an okay. island it's a special it's island, a very high -tech uh, island what yeah what okay. three games would you want to have with you you can use these games on the internet but you can't call for help <laughs> <So>. okay <laughs> um all right if I, you know what i'm gonna throw minecraft in there okay um it is it is the solid comfort choice. game of choice uh solid hours no matter what i, I could build my special island um i'm gonna throw Dead by Daylight in there. And then oh, I feel like I want an RPG. So I'm going to, you know what? Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hell yeah. 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 Uh, which game has the best soundtrack? Mm. Uh, you know, I this is a hard one. You know, what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a cop out. Uh, Guitar Hero. <laughs> that is a cop out. That is a cop out. I was hoping you were going to say something with an Umatsu uh, soundtrack then, since you said Final Fantasy VII, but yeah, yeah. I'll, Sorry, I'll I, I can't. There's too many games that I like. I like. Well, give us a rundown. Out. Give us a couple. What, 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 what would those be? Actually, recently, Death's Door and Chris Tales both had great music in there. And obviously, I'm a huge fan of like uh, the Final Fantasy. Like every Final Fantasy mm -hmm. game has gorgeous music, but it's like it. it the orchestral thing and i didn't I, it, it's not like something you're going to listen to on a day-to-day -day basis though so like i but they all have such great music final fantasy 14 also has really great music. Mm, so mm. like it's tough J jrpgs in general tend to have like the best music um of all time so i'm gonna just give it to that genre really because i can't i can't like i still sing uh like the chocobo theme song in my head when i'm driving so like mm -hmm. come on like those stick in your head that, that's got to be the best soundtrack that 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 is uh like it's a legitimate answer uh yeah that's fantastic this next one feel free to take your time on uh because this okay. is the last quick fire question uh where can people find your content and what have you got coming up on the channel well, if you want to uh, uh, follow us at The Chestery, you can find us at The Chestery on TikTok and Instagram or Chestery Games at uh, on Twitter. And if you just look up The Chestery on YouTube, hopefully you'll find it. Again, it's so new, it's hard to find. So just look us up. Or you can look up First 30, uh, The Chestery, maybe that'll come up. Or if you want to listen to the podcast, like I said before, it's First 30 Video Game Reviews. And uh, yeah, if you want to find me personally, I'm at, at officially Chad, Chad with two D's, just a little, little to make it more difficult for you guys. Um, and uh, yeah, you can talk to me on Twitter. I'm always talking with people uh, on Twitter constantly. Awesome. Uh, Chad, Wonderful. thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. It's been, it's been an absolute yeah, yeah. Thanks. Finish my sentence. Absolute <laughs> pleasure having you with us today. Um, it's it's so nice to see different perspectives, especially mm. when it comes to stuff like the esports uh, side of things, and and just like you've got so many projects on the go too. It's like really exciting to see what you get up to uh, coming up. Um, well, thank but you. I, 
yeah, I did want to say thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode of the Gaming Podcast Live. We will be back in two weeks' time uh, with our next Gaming Podcast Live DigiPride special. Uh, absolutely. Um, and it promises to be a doozy, which I can't talk about right now because it's related to the thing we that we're doing in the middle of August. So, uh, yeah, that's fun. Um, but no, news will be breaking, I hope, this week. Um, if you want to listen to any of these episodes, the Gaming Podcast Live is also available on all good platforms. Yeah, and if you're listening to the, this podcast on those platforms and you want to watch the recordings live, you can head over to twitch.tv forward slash gaming mag. That's gaming mag with a Y and hit that follow button, just like everybody else here watching is just about to do yeah. hitting that follow, follow button. Follow, follow, um, follow. Yep, that's been Robin. <laughs> I've been Mirabyte. You can find my stuff at twitch.tv forward slash Mirabyte. I've got my stream anniversary coming up on Wednesday. Um, I'll be opening up a uh, pre release pack of uh, Final Fantasy <gasps> trading card oh. game stuff with daddy xenos on there but uh yeah we've got a, a crazy amount of cool stuff coming up on uh, on my channel uh but if you want to stay uh stay tuned to gaming go to the website make sure you go to gamingmagazine.com read up all the articles and keep reading and until next time we will uh see you soon yeah. bye for now bye bye, -bye. bye.